Yep, it's the Robcast, episode 356, and this one is called Pings. P-I-N-G-S, standard spelling of pings. Because I did, recently, uh, I did my first interview for my new book, Where'd You Park Your Spaceship? And I just want to talk about it because I see how many things were happening in that interview and how far back, how many years back it goes, why I had so so much fun in that interview. The interview was with Luke Norsworthy. Shout out to Luke Norsworthy. And uh, we he starts talking to me about the book and asking, he asks excellent questions. And uh, I start talking about the book and the characters in the book. And then <laughs> partway into the interview, Luke stops me. <laughs> and he's like, hold on, hold on. He's like, you're talking about these characters as if like you didn't create them. Because I talk about Diltud and Hingu Bears and Nunye and Borns and Peebles and Nord Yeggs and Goja. I do. I talk about them. I talk about them like they're real because they are real. <laughs> and I was telling him, like, I just love it. I just love the way that he and Bears, like he has that one line where he says, I, I, I notice, but I don't always see. And how you can see that his, his grief has led to this sort of numbness. And, and, I, and it's just, for me, so meaningful to watch him. And I'm talking about them like I talk about my, these characters, my characters, what the world. And it's like Luke has to sort of like, he like sort of shakes his head like, wait, wait, wait. He's like, I'm, I'm sorry, this is really messing with me. You keep talking about them like, you keep talking about this story like you didn't write it. <laughs> and I found myself, instead of backing away like, oh yeah, that is kind of weird, I just double down. I'm just like, yeah, yeah, Dil Tud, he, Dil Tud really does something to me, like, he shows me something about how he's like so irritating and annoying, but he's also like, oh my God, he's just, he's love and how he sort of unlocks. <laughs> I just, it just gets weirder. The thing, the interview just gets more enjoyable as it gets stranger. And Luke is, it's like we're both in on the joke. <laughs> and, and then it goes from these characters on this planet Yorch, who end up on this planet Furtis, although one of them grew up on the planet Lunley. But then at one point, well, you can hear the interview, Luke starts talking about his mother, and and we're both in tears. And it gets really, really personal for both of us, which has been my experience of this book. It's a book about a different planet and spaceships and series sign sevens and series fives and the chairs who are in charge of the arrangements. And yet all of my interactions about this book go to uh, our childhoods, trauma, ecology, governance, uh, the nature of reality, like what is a self. Um, it's the most personal intimate in the sense of like us opening our hearts to each other interactions I've ever had in any of my work for 30 years are coming from a book 
happens after the Earth on a bunch of different planets. What is that? What is that? And the first interview was like the most fun I've ever had doing. It was so enjoyable and so, God, like so substantive. Uh, yeah, isn't that interesting? I remember my, a friend of mine makes TV shows, and I remember him, one time we were catching up, and I was like, where you been? And he's like, I was in France doing interviews for one of the, sh he had a whole bunch of shows he had made at the time, and he was doing media, he was doing interviews, a press tour for one of the TV shows, and I was asking him, and then I had gone online and watched some of the interviews with him, and he would get questions like, how come in episode four of that show, why does that one character die, and why did, why did you choose to have that character come back in episode seven? And, and the questions are just delightful. And he's talking about this world that he made up. And I remember at the time, and this is why this episode's called Pings. This was years ago. I remember at the time thinking, oh, that would be so fun. I would love that. Because inevitably, his interviews about these TV shows, about these worlds that he makes up, inevitably, the interviews go to how the world is arranged now and, and the human condition and what it's, what it's like to make our way in the world and struggle and redemption and all, all the big stuff. There was this experience I had, ah, oh God, 2018, so five years ago. I was in Brazil and I was doing an interview. And the first question was like, what's your stance on, <laughs> and it was being filmed. I'll never forget, I was sitting in this apartment overlooking this square in Sao Paulo, and there f I just never forget. First question, what's your stance on? Second question, what's your position on? Third question was like, where do you stand on? Fourth question, what side are you on in this issue? And I remember, I remember, because uh, essentially this interviewer was interviewing Rob Bell from like six or 24 Rob Bells ago, like... I think like maybe they thought like pastor, spiritual leader, Rob Bell, who, which apparently, and what I'd learned over the years a number of times is this expectation that you would have a soundbite for everything, that we could ask the most complicated, divisive, multi-layered, nuanced issues. We could ask you a very binary yes or no question, and then you would just give us a clean, nice soundbite that somehow summarizes it all. Um, I used to hate that. I, I used to just hate that. And I, but I remember, I distinctly remember in this interview, just stopping the interview in Brazil and being like, I'm sorry, do you just have like a list of just the suckiest things to talk about? <laughs> and you're just going to go through your list and I'm just supposed to like give these like statements. Oh, I mean, there are people who do that. Um, and are really good at it, I guess. I'm just not one of them. I want to know why you think that question's interesting. I want to know what your history is with that. I want us to have like a, like be humans together <laughs> instead of like a media vending machine where you push a button and I like spit out something. But I remember that scene there in Brazil thinking, I don't want to do this. Um, I don't want to do this like this. I don't want to be this. Yeah, we get these pings, like a little sonar, like our radar. Yeah, we get these 
Like I, I, I wanna, I wanna go in that direction. I wanna, I don't wanna do this. Yeah, yeah. And this is um, doing sessions with you all, and doing two days under the trees here in Ojai with so many of you. What I've seen again and again and again and again and again in me and in you is, God, your life has been speaking to you the whole time. Yeah. And that when we do have these moments of clarity about the next step, what I've seen uh, literally just that, like so many times, is the next new thing, the next step has been present. Uh, it, it never just absolutely comes out of nowhere. Our lives speak to us. We get these pings. Uh, and what we're doing is we're learning to listen to them. Because often our conditioning, our programming, our fear, um, we dismiss them. We, we, we dismiss them. Our sense of debt, duty, obligation, our sense of should, our sense of supposed to, our sense of what, what will people think, uh, we dismiss these pings that are, that are just often quietly directing us. Uh, we have an experience and we're like, oh God, that just, that wasn't it. But I, you know, I guess that's what's required of me and not, oh, that's guidance. It's guidance. What kind of universe is it? Yeah. Yeah. Is, is love the animating energy of all manifestation? Because <clears throat> if it is, then love is for you. And so you're living in a universe that will just keep talking to you and guiding you. Hey, you've got something you want to do? Good. 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 You're, you get regular senses of like, that's not it. Good. Good. Yeah. Of course you do. <laughs> of, co of course. Of course. There's joy. Of course there's peace. Of course there's a path. Of course. Yeah, good. Good. I remember a number of years ago. Uh, well, I can tell you exactly how long ago. It was two years ago. I met this uh, guy named Rob. Um, and he had this question. It was really great. He was like, I have so many dreams. I have so many things I want to do, but I can't seem to be able to do them. What do you... Can I, I have there's some sort of like like membrane or wall or there's something that gets in the way of me just like living my dreams or whatever. And uh, so I said to him, well, let's do this. I said, I'm going to say a word that you just said and try to like picture your body listening to the word. And, and there were a group of people around when this was happening. It was really great. Um, just to see everybody, all of us, like, because you all, it's like you could knew we were all about to have an experience. So I said to him, so try to listen to this word I'm going to say with your body, and then just do, like, a motion, whatever motion your body wants to do in response to this word. Let's try that. Let's shut off the, because he was obviously a very, very smart individual. Like, his intellect seemed to be, like, revving really high, so we just had to calm that whole thing down. So it's was like, so let's just try Try listening to this word with your body, and let's see what your body does, okay? And uh, so I said, here's the word, dreams. And I'm telling you, he immediately leaned forward 
and stretched out his hand like he was reaching for something that he couldn't quite grasp. And I'm telling you, the other people who were there, we all saw it. And then he saw it, and he was like, oh, my God. It's like, yeah, isn't that interesting? Isn't that interesting that the word dreams, what the body dreams is how... And then he began to, like, he could pull, he could, right, like, he instantly could pull it apart. He's like, oh, my God, dreams is the word I use for things I'm for sure not going to do. <laughs> The things, the things that I'm kind of reaching for, but I can't reach, and I, and I can't get them, I can't grasp them, and I'm not going to be able to. It's like this word dreams had for him become how you're definitely not going to do it, because it's too painful, and who am I, and I don't deserve it. all those all those voices that we have in our heads. Yeah, yeah. So if if that's you. And, and yeah, it's like you, you're converting dreams into plans and steps. Yeah. And, the, and, and in many ways, the way that we do that is we, some will call it self-inquiry. We're getting better at paying attention to the pings because they're there. They're like pulling us. Uh, yeah, they're guiding us like little lights, like little beeps, <laughs> like away from this, towards this, like deeper and deeper into, yeah, who we are, yeah, who, who this us <laughs> is, yeah, 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 I can look back on watching my friend do these interviews about these stories, over the years, these stories that he's been telling, being like, oh, God, that'd be so fun, that would be so, I would love that so much to, like, do what he's something like what he's doing and and then doing <laughs> interviews about like what do you think about and being like oh god this <laughs> what's my stance i don't do stances stance what is have you taken a position i don't take positions <laughs> i mean that's fine go ahead great people are really good at that i love it it's just not my jam and then i end up a couple days ago in this interview for this book, Where'd You Park Your Spaceship? And I have such a wonderful experience. It is like, oh, but then here's, here's the thing. I see how the seeds had been planted for a while. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because if you do this, if you listen to the pings, if you... Practice self-inquiry if you listen to yourself. What will happen is you will inevitably begin to question your previously held assumptions and beliefs about the very nature of reality. So when someone says, oh yeah, that's nice that you like to do that, but be realistic. Well, what is reality? Because yeah, the person who's like, well, you got to be realistic. Yeah, they're, the, what they're referring to when they say, you, you know, you got to be realistic, they're just referring to uh, uh, some construction of some sort. Somebody made something that they call reality. They're like, well, you got to work this, you got to do that, you got to be responsible. How, really? How, that was all created. And create a different one. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, inevitably, the pings, if you take them seriously, will, they, they will, you will begin to question previously held assumptions and beliefs, because you'll realize that's just thoughts. That's just a bunch of how, you're, how the furniture is arranged in your head. Yeah, and you will find yourself 
under the hood of the very nature of this, the nature of the self, uh, because you can change your mind. Yeah, how else is the world created? Yeah, world's created by minds. So there is no boundary between the exterior and interior, between the world out there and the world in here. So you let go of how you have structured the world in your head, and it shifts and changes the world out there. You have an identity of, well, this is who I am and this is what I do, but you can also set that identity down. Yeah, that was three years ago. Now you're this. <laughs> now you are none of it. You're all of it. Do you see how f the whole thing becomes like water? You think about the news. People say, well, like, the news is depressing. But the only reason the, the reason the news is depressing is because you are clicking on those stories. So when you click on a story that makes you depressed, the algorithm is going to send you more of the kind of stories that you click on. So watch what happens when you don't click on stories that make you depressed. Then the algorithm is being fed something different, and it doesn't send you as many. The stories won't come to you, and the world will be less depressing because the news is chosen by you. It's created by you. If people don't click on things, then it sends the machines... <laughs> And the people who run them messages were not interested in that. So it desperately, the algorithm tries to figure out what you are interested in. So this whole thing, this interior, exterior, the whole thing out there is being created by in here. You find peace in here, and peace is discovered that's been there the whole time out there. Yeah, yeah, these pings we get about, ah, I'd like it to be better. I'll examine that, follow that. You, you want that person to be less annoying? Examine your thoughts about them, and you'll see that they are your teacher who has arrived to show you how to be more free. Yeah. Yeah. I can see now, in new ways, how kind and good this path has been to me with all of its difficulty and struggle, how my fears and my ego and my desire to control how love just keeps coming, keeps arriving, <laughs> keeps showing me it's keeps arriving, meaning it keeps showing me it's been here the whole time. <laughs> it wears down those defenses. Yeah. It heals, I think that's the word for it, heals the cynicism. It shows me my thoughts. It shows me how I can just set those thoughts down, leave them behind. Yeah. Yeah, I'm sitting there in Brazil, and I'm like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to. I don't want to have. I don't want to be in the world like this. And I listen to my friend. I'm like, Oh, that'd be so much fun. God, that'd be like too good to be true. Wait, how come something that's good is too good to be true? How come I'm cynical about the good? Why wouldn't I just be open to it? That sounds like that would be so enjoyable. Well, then why not try to arrange my life so I did that, and then. A couple years later, I'm talking to this guy, Luke, about this book about spaceships, and I'm there. <laughs> oh, we're there. We're nowhere else but there, and it's everything I thought it could be. Ah, man. So, oh, wait. If you have, like, I don't know, magazine, blog, people still do blogs, podcast, show, 
let's do an interview. Yeah, drop a line at info. Look at me. <laughs> Look at me now. I'm like my own publicist. <laughs> that makes me laugh. That's funny. Yeah, info at robbell.com. And let's see if we can set something up. Because then I would just love to talk about life on Furtis with you. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah, the pings. Yeah, they add up and you follow them and then a ping becomes, you know, Wednesday becomes your life. Ah, <laughs> uh, that's, yeah. I didn't really know how this episode was going to end, but of course that's where it ends. Yes, let's do an interview. <laughs> oh my goodness. This has been a Robcast. <laughs>